So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one size fits all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. My name is Selena Kulkarni and I'm a passionate investor, but with a difference. I spend half my time running a community for wealthy entrepreneurs looking to reach financial freedom in three to five years using exclusive real estate deals that deliver consistent, predictable cash flow. The other half of my time, I support motivated young adults who want to get started on their wealth building journeys. I've been a chartered accountant and investor in the trenches for over 25 years, but I didn't come from money. So I wanna help those who want to be self-made, master the fundamentals and fast track their financial freedom. I've had all the cuts and bruises in the past and now in this podcast, I wanna share real life experiences on what has worked, what hasn't worked and how you can take action that will set you apart from 99% of other investors so that you can get the results you want faster. Hey guys, in this particular episode, I want to speak to those people who have been on the wealth building journey for some time now. Maybe you would even call yourself an investor. Um, and essentially you are in a position right now with the environment and the economy being as they are. You're feeling slightly frustrated with the performance of your assets, or you are feeling vulnerability because of the high interest rate environment. Now, what I want to say to you guys is that you have probably done everything by the book. You have invested in assets that you thought would grow over time. And the story that you were sold, as I was, was eventually those assets will kind of grow in value. The returns on them will grow in value. And ultimately, you'll end up in a situation where, for example, if you've invested in, say, property, um, those properties will be delivering you all this amazing cash flow. Um, there's so many stories of experts over time who've, you know, played with um, titles like 10 properties in 10 years to financial freedom and things like that. And there are more and more people who are, you know, not super wealthy. They're completely self-made um, who are in a situation where on paper, allegedly they have all this wealth, but in the reality of, you know, where we are right now, they are suffering under the load of, you know, either poor or negative cash flow, and they're scratching their heads going, well, what the hell do I do? So there's a couple of comments that I want to make about this if you are in this situation. The first one is it's not your fault. I definitely think the, you know, the mainstream strategy and story that we are sold is that we need to invest in assets that grow over time and just hope and pray that one day they look after us. And I think more and more people are getting to the situation where that is not the case and that, you know, even if you're a business owner, say, for example, or you hold assets that you're hoping to sell for, you know, some big sum at some point in the future, um, maybe that by itself is maybe going to give you a pot of honey, but that you have no choice but to eat that honey and hope it doesn't run out before you retire or die. So where does that leave you? And and really, this is a conversation that, you know, the heart of it is about your capacity to orchestrate capital. 
So one of the things that I'm going to first of all encourage that you do is kind of become aware of the idea that the current wealth model is flawed. This idea of growing only your net worth and then at one point getting to a position where you start to sell down assets in order to fund your lifestyle, I think that model is broken. It certainly doesn't lend itself to leaving behind any kind of financial legacy. It certainly puts a lot of people in a difficult position because we don't know when we're going to um, die. And it also puts us in a position where potentially we have to work longer because there's fear around whether we even have enough. The alternative way or the alternative pathway that I really want to kind of drive home, and I haven't spoken about this for a few episodes because I've been really focusing in on, on more generic wealth building ideas, is that it is essential that once you start to get some level of momentum with your wealth building, you absolutely have to, you know, start turning your mind to this question around how do I start to increase the cash flow coming off those assets? Now, what's really exciting is that if you're clever about the sorts of investments that you access, then what you can actually do is take a percentage of the assets that you have and put them into investments which will give you a strong predictable income. Now these assets may or may not be backed by real property. In my case, I much prefer assets that deliver um, good strong income but that are also backed by real estate because I know, like and trust the concept of real estate. I love when it's real bricks and mortar. Um, but the main consideration here is that you are not necessarily going to find those sorts of opportunity in mainstream. And this is why I call it the alternative pathway. It's alternative because it's not known by the masses. That doesn't mean it's dangerous or wild or crazy. It, it actually means that you actually need to look further afield to get access to those deals. So imagine this, and I, I want to make this really practical. Let's imagine that you have a couple of options. You have, um, you know, let's call it a $100,000 lifestyle. So you need $100,000 every year to fund your lifestyle. The question is, how are you going to do that? Are you going to wait until you have $10 million as a net worth, maybe generating a 1% return for you, which, you know, is optimistic in the current environment, let's say around real estate? And then live off that $10 million and hope that, uh, you know, things don't change too much in the economy and, and therefore kill that 1%. Um, or what if you had a million dollars invested in um, a group of assets delivering you 10% net returns, which also gives you the $100,000. Now, I'm not saying that either of those extremes is right or wrong, but what I am trying to flag for you is that your journey, if you really want to be serious about financial independence and really develop, you know, mild indifference to what is happening from an economic point of view and more become that surfer who just surfs the economic waves, then you need to be thinking about where do I want to be on that spectrum? Do I want to be that person who just strives to grow their net worth to an insane level so that I can squeeze, you know, a paltry amount of income from it? Or do I want to be that person who maybe has to sell down those assets 
and have, you know, enough of a buffer that I think it will last me? Or do I want to be the person who maybe creates an asset base that generates really strong income much sooner from assets that maybe are less tethered to the ups and downs of the economy, where essentially you are buying them or you're investing in them for cash flow so that you can actually make the choice to step off the, you know, the treadmill of needing to earn income through active employment much, much sooner. Um, and you don't have to be a rock star. You don't have to be anybody special in order to do this. And it's not particularly complex, but you do have to be someone who's prepared to think outside the square, who's prepared to go against the grain of what everybody else is doing and recognize that there is another pathway. So guys, the big takeaway from this particular episode is really an amalgamation of a lot of the earlier episodes I've done on this podcast, which is to drive home the message that you know, there is more than one way to get to financial independence. It isn't necessarily about taking the traditional path. And I recognize that you need to be brave if you want to tread this path. But I can tell you now that, you know, years and years ago, when I decided to step out of corporate life, when I stepped away from what would otherwise have been a very lucrative income in the world of finance, you know, it took real guts a lot of people thought I was crazy. A lot of people thought it was, you know, career suicide. But intuitively, I knew that there had to be a simpler way, an easier way. And so I am very much on a mission from here on in to kind of drive home this message that wealth building is not complex. It, det- it requires patience, grit and determination and a clear vision of what you want by when and then aligning with people who can give you or support those results. So guys, I hope this has been uh, useful. Um, if you are interested in understanding more about, you know, the alternative pathway to wealth, please go and check out my podcast at the website incosiwealth.com. Um, there's so much content I've created on this in the past, and I really wanted to, with this particular podcast episode, just kind of, you know, really drive that point home again. Anyway, I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.